Welcome back into a, another episode of the Hoth Hangout Podcast. Today we've got a lot to talk about breaking down the mid-season finale of Season 2 of The Bad Batch, Episodes 7 and 8, The Clone Conspiracy and Truth and Consequences, as well as a lot of other fun new information regarding some, uh, some Star Wars updates with shows and games. But before we get into all of that, Joey, what is up, dude? I was just saying before we started recording that it, it feels like it's been longer than a week for some reason. I've been... You're telling you're telling me. So my daughter was sick over the weekend. Oh no, I'm sorry and, to hear that. And for anyone who has kids that have had a sick kid over a weekend, it is the longest weekend that you could have, and not in a good way. So, but um, she is doing a lot better. Good. Um, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, we weren't able to get our live reaction video. Uh, recorded last night for the mid-season finale like we wanted but at least we had today and we we're able to uh have a good discussion about uh what we saw today it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah definitely i i think these were two of if not my favorite i think i actually liked episode seven a little bit more than episode eight which is surprising for i think a reason we we and anyone who watched the episode will immediately think of of but I guess we'll we'll break each of those down a little bit more, and uh, and again, sorry to hear your your daughter wasn't feeling well, but glad that she is kind of yeah. uh, hopefully on the the uh, on the right side of things in terms of that sickness. So, um, before we also start talking Bad Batch, just want to also mention a uh, a happy Star Wars podcast day uh, to everyone listening. Uh, that was actually at the time of the recording yesterday, and at the time of your listening, if you're listening on February 9th, Two days ago, um, February seventh, Joey and I learned about a week or two ago is is actually uh, Star Wars Podcast Day. So, um, happy Star Wars Podcast Day to all of our other Star Wars uh, podcasters out there in the galaxy. So, shout out yeah, to uh, all the other Star Wars yeah, podcasts. There are there are a ton of podcasts here um, that are out there. So go go check out a bunch of the other people that are making podcasts. Um, a lot of a lot of great fans out there creating some content, um, talking up, you know, hearing the excitement about all the different things that are coming out, all the things that are out now. Um, quick shout out to one of them, um, Force Toast Podcast, one of my favorite podcasts out there. Uh, they actually just celebrated their four year anniversary on um, on uh, on their podcast just recently. So congrats to Laura. And um, Laura and Alice over there, um, uh, local. They, well, one of them is local here in Chicago, and there's another one that's uh, a little further out. But yeah, just like you and me, it's just like <laughs> just like you and me doing the doing our podcast uh, uh, over over uh, over uh, the internet here. So um, yeah, go take take a look uh, for all the great podcasts out there. I think they said there were over seventy five podcasts. I'm wow. sorry, no, hundred. I'm sorry, one hundred and fourteen shows planned to take part. In Star Wars podcast day, so um, you got some time. Go out and listen to all 114 of them, 115 including us. Yeah, yeah, and then rank them all on a scale of one to 115. And report back. <laughs> Is that our our next tier list? Maybe our next tier list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> our next draft. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I think I failed to mention at the beginning of episodes, uh, the past few episodes, and wanted to mention again real quickly. I normally flip it in at the end, but I'll say it real quick just before we get started. Uh, if you wanna. Uh, check us out. We are available on Apple, Spotify, as well as YouTube. If you want to hit the subscribe button over there, if you're watching the video version of the podcast, 
Uh, and additionally, if you ever want to hit us up with a question, comment, or anything like that, we're on Twitter at Hoth Hangout, or you can shoot us an email, hothhangout at gmail.com. You missed a, a, a new a new social. Media oh, you're right. You, just, you recently had opened. We are officially Gen Zers. We have the tickety talks now. <laughs> uh, you can also find us at Hoth Hangout on TikTok now as well. So check it out. Uh, and yeah, well, on uh, on that note, shall we uh, begin with the Bad Batch commentary? I would love to. All right. So again, we got two episodes with the uh, with the mid season finale here, episode seven, the Clone Conspiracy, as well as episode eight, Truth and Consequences. Uh, I briefly mentioned that I think I liked episode seven slightly more, um, and although neither episode, well, episode seven especially, um, episode eight kind of focused more on the Bad Batch, but but episode seven, I, well, they weren't even in the episode. Um, and we touched on this in our last podcast or two podcasts ago that we're kind of just at the point now where we have accepted that the Bad Batch is not really any longer just about the Bad Batch. It's now kind of this whole world of clones and how it all fits into the grand scheme of things, um, which we definitely got some more, a lot of answers, I would say, in regards to some of the questions we had. Um, the seventh episode kind of starts off with two clones, Slip and Cade. Um, who are being hunted down by this assassin, um, which we later find out Admiral Rampart has sent to kind of take them out because they have this inside information that uh, they know that Kamino was not destroyed by a storm as the Empire is claiming, that it was actually Admiral Rampart who, you know, kind of uh, led the, the destruction of the planet and of the city. Um, and so kind of I think it's uh it's Cade, right, who goes down at the beginning of the episode, is eliminated mm -hmm. by the assassin. Uh, and then later on in the episode, we come across this is probably my favorite character, favorite new character of the uh of the season so far in the Senator Tucci. Um, what did you think about her? She ends up being the one who kind of like bridges the gap between the Senate and the clones, along with the help of Bail Organa kind of behind the scenes. What did you think about her character? Well, real quick, she was very familiar looking to me. Yes. And uh, we I'm glad up, you brought I, this up. I, I uh, had to do a quick uh, Google search and uh, had to remember that, yeah, she was actually part of the Clone Wars animated series. Um, had uh, some really good arcs in there as well. And, no, I loved her character. She, she is everything that I want a senator to be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, to be... It reminds me of very much of a Padme, you know. Yeah, um, I would you, say even like better. Uh, is that yeah, is that yeah. blasphemous <laughs> to say? I liked her more than Padme personally. It might be. We we might need to. Uh, I don't know. We we might need to leave each other here after this. No, I'm yeah. kidding. So, <laughs> no, but yeah, I I would say you you they they are in good company with a Padme. I'll just put the put it that way. So, um, yeah. So she ends up being very very vocal for the clones. Um, you know, and I feel that this story is reminiscent of another Clone Wars story, and I can't put my finger on it, where there is a a species of some sort that is underrepresented, and mm. and uh, there is somebody who's kind of taking the charge, taking the lead in order to make sure that their voices are heard. So, um, I'm not sure if if I'm just making that up or if that's either Clone Wars or maybe another story that I'm just thinking of. But it it felt very uh, familiar, 
and in a good way though. And yeah, I was I was excited to see that because um, in I forget I think it might have been in episode eight, the clones were referred to as a war asset. I think she she mm-hmm. may have called them that uh, just to to give them an idea of what others in the empire view them as, and. To to put that label on on a bunch of clones on a bunch of people, um, kind of really makes it real. It makes it real, you know how how unimportant they are to the empire. They are just they are just as important as a bunch of cannons, as a bunch of tanks. They are just war assets, you know. So I think those that type of language, that that type of that writing that we've had for her throughout this these two episodes was really powerful and uh, I really loved how she portrayed it and um, she did a great job. Yeah. I, again, my favorite new character of the show of definitely of the season. Um, did you know, there's one other thing that I also, I, I looked this up admittedly, um, but I was like, she looks familiar and I, I figured she was from the clone wars. Cause I thought that was where I recognized her. So I was reading the wiki for her and I read her species, right? Which it's, uh, it's, and Torin. And so I click on the species and guess what else comes up? Do you, and Torin. Do you know uh trivia time? Do you know what actor portrayed a Pantorin in the prequel trilogy? Uh, it's kind of a it's kind of a trick question because he's not really an actor, but he okay. played the role in the movie. Who I don't know what it is. Who is that? George Lucas. What have you have you ever seen his cameo role in the prequels? I guess I haven't. Uh, if you're listening or watching on YouTube, uh, look up George Lucas cameo, and you'll see how similar he looks to uh, Senator Chuchi's the species, the really? pan, the Pantoran species. So uh, he actually did play a Pantoran, same species as this senator. Just a little interesting fun fact in there. A um, Easter egg. I like it. Yeah. 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 Um, so, so Chuchi is being, uh, pursued as well, not just these clones that the assassin is after. Um, and as Chuchi meets up with Slip, as well as with her, her, uh, guards, the, um, clone informant or would-be informant Slip is eliminated by the assassin and the guards are, uh, Chuchi nearly is, but is saved by none other than our favorite Captain Rex. Uh, and then later on, we also find out, this was also interesting, I thought, that the assassin um, was a clone, but there seemed to be something different about him, whether it was something that had been done to him, whether mentally, probably physically too, because it said he was devoid of all markings. Um, and then one of the darker things we've ever seen in Star Wars, um, mm. it, it is meant to kind of uh, symbolize or or be a parallel to i think those like poison pellets that yeah, like soldiers the cyanide pills yeah the cyanide yeah. pills that soldiers would like keep in their in their mouths in in wartime in case they were ever you know taken as prisoners of war or whatever um except for this one was a little bit more disney-fied and rather than it being a cyanide pill it was like a like an a electrocution electric, pill or yeah <laughs> i was like i guess that's a little less gruesome <laughs> right uh but yeah kind of one of the darker things we've seen in star wars i was like oh Gosh, okay. Uh, but mm. but to go back to kind of the clone himself, what did you gain from that, if anything? Because I was a little bit kind of like, like they were alluding to the fact that there might be something more here about like how mm. he was changed or why he was changed. And they didn't really go super in-depth there. 
Right, and somehow they removed his identification number or mm-hmm. something uh, from him. I don't know how that is fused in, into the clones, but they they made a point of it to to mention it. So obviously that that isn't the, just something that happens. That you know people are doing that on purpose. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think there's a, definitely a bigger story there of what they are doing to the clones who are. Um, who are in this state now, and I don't know how many there are out there, but yeah, clearly when when they did the reveal of taking the mask off and it was another clone, I was a little bit shocked. I thought this was some kind of bounty hunter that we've never seen, um, or maybe Crosshair kind of, even, maybe I... even Crosshair. Right? Oh, remember Crosshair? He was who? Was of... <laughs> Crosshair? Right? I remember him. He was bald. Was he in this show? Or I think so. I don't remember. <laughs> But yeah, so he, yeah, so I thought it was something like that. But uh, you know, for it to be another clone, and and I, part of me kind of wished it was a clone that we had seen before, mm. you know, like a a clone that maybe maybe the original original clones that you saw, like Fives or like Echo, and you know, one of those guys. Um, I know maybe not all of them have made it, but you know, just a familiar clone that you know I think that would have been a little bit more impactful. Um, but. I mean, just the fact that it was a clone at all it was, did make it, it did make it very interesting and very, uh, you know, there's a whole other side of this that we we don't understand. And and I think one of his last words, like he said that he was a believer. So what is that? Right. It felt <laughs> very culty. <laughs> it did. And I, I I don't. And it reminds me of when when Crosshair was saying, you know, good soldiers follow orders and kind of like that chant and that mantra that he would do kind of very similar in that kind of tone. So I don't know if that's something that Crosshair has also been a part of at this point. Uh, like you said, kind of culty with a little bit of the, um, with a, with a verbiage there. So maybe that's where we're headed now. And, but, but my favorite thing about it, about this is that we get Rex back. We kind of, he, he's now back in the mix of things you see you see the discourse of the clones i mean right at the beginning when they're at that clone bar i don't know what else to call it cuz there were just a bunch of clones in there um no droids allowed hand. yeah exactly um they, i mean you know when we first see slip and cade they're talking about oh you know this isn't right what we did isn't right this is wrong you know um so we know that they are more than just these war assets they are people they are uh, have their own thoughts, um, so it, it's just it. They're making the story much, much bigger than it was at the beginning of the season, and that's exactly what I wanted. Yeah, yeah. I I think it also like part of the thoughts that I had during that that sequence were, I was thinking about the cloning process itself on Camino. Um, clones just in general seem to have almost this like innate sense of morality. Like, even the ones who went along with Order 66, obviously they're doing it because of the chip. But, like, there's this innateness within them that, like, is wanting to not go along with it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, I've always found that curious as to, like, the the moral center of the clones. They always seem to be wanting to do good and do the right thing. And maybe, obviously, that's just because of the perspective that we're, we're being told, you know, Star Wars stories from, but... Um, I think that really came out, especially with uh, with Slip and Cade. There was a line that I really uh, gravitated towards and attached to, which was, um, I think it, I think it was when I can't remember if it was Slip or Cade who was talking to one or the other, but the line was, 
um, we're not bad people, but we've done bad things. And so like, that is like the driving motivation. Like, um, you know, all of our brothers, a lot of our brothers perished on, on Camino, um, and we're being you know, betrayed by the empire. We're looked at as military assets. Um, we have to do this for, for the sake of everyone we've lost and, and for our future too. Uh, and kind of make up for those bad things that they had done in the past. So I, I, I really, seven, episode seven was probably my favorite episode of the season so far, honestly. Um, just for that, for a couple of those reasons that I just kind of talked about there. Um, yeah, and and episode seven felt like home. Mm-hmm. You know, it. I mean, Bad Batch in itself. You know, you we we kind of get a little bit turned around a little bit here and there, and we have all these opinions on how things should go and all this. Episode seven was right dead in the center of Star Wars. Yeah. Um. You know, every everything, the politics, um, the the uh the storyline with the clones have come out now. And and you know we have these new characters. We got Bail Organ- Organa back. Mm-hmm. I mean that you have these, and of course the Captain Rex. So it's like they wanted to give us footing again <laughs> to be like, here is where we are right now. Yeah, it, it reminds me of actually, what was it? Episode seven of Andor kind of did something similar, where um, after everything had happened with the mission and everything like that, episode seven happened, and it was kind of like, all right, here we are in space. Here we are in time. Nothing's really going to happen. Well, for that one, it wasn't it wasn't a ton that was going on, mm-hmm. but that's kind of what it was like a reset. For this one, it's kind of the same thing. Hey, remember this is Star Wars. Remember, there's this whole Galactic Senate thing, and I gotta say, when I saw that whole that Senate chamber again, I'm like, oh yeah, like I, I had the feels. It was it was enough for me to be like, all oh, right, I remember I remember this scene with the floating little pods and everyone going around, and yeah. I did like how <laughs> I did like how the fir- in the first episode of the. Uh, the uh, mid-season finale, they mention the Emperor, but he's not there. <laughs> like, right. They're just like, okay, well, we know he's going to be coming soon <laughs> in yeah. the next episode. But you just see, what is it, Masa, um, um, Ameda? Is that how you say his name? I, I've, I don't think I've ever heard, other than like YouTube videos, heard his name said in any of the films. Mm. Correct? Oh, maybe not, yeah. I might need to be corrected there if I'm wrong. <laughs> but yeah, I, I've always kind of just pronounced it like that, Mas Ameda. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, which he had way more speaking lines in these two episodes than he did in, you know, any <laughs> of the prequels. prequels combined. So that's right. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. Uh, that was yeah. cool that they gave him a little bit more of a role. Yeah, and so obviously, you know, with that little teaser, then I'm like, well, I don't know. I just I actually laughed out loud when they said like, well, the emperor's not even here. You know, <laughs> so I'm just like, oh and man, it, they're not it, even here yet. It was like as the camera was panning to the center of the Senate, and they're like, and he's not here. <laughs> Like, right, of right. course he's not. Uh, but, and I, earlier I said maybe it's surprising to some that Seven was my favorite because of what happens in Episode 8 where we eventually do see him towards the end of the episode. Um, but prior to the end of that episode, uh, after both Slip and Cade are eliminated in the previous episode, um, the Senator uh, Chuchi uh, goes to find a Kaminoan disgraced Senator, Hallie Bertoni. Uh, I believe was her name. That's it... got to be after Halle Berry. If if it isn't, I wouldn't. I, I just I've never heard anyone named Halle, so it's got to be a it is a, a name for Halle Berry. It is shockingly similar. Yeah. Um, and she's Halle Berry is in Star Wars. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Confirms. Ship it. Um, and she's kind of like surprisingly bitter. I I, I was like, hmm, she kind of comes across. Uh, but this is another you know really key moment where the show uses Omega to kind of be the the bridge between. 
it, it, I actually wrote this down in my notes too. I wrote Omega is so innocent. Like everything she does, I, I just I almost giggle when I watch it because, uh, like at the end of the episode, for example, when she's like, "But we told the truth." That was a really bad Australian accent. I apologize, but like she's always just so innocent. You know, she's like, "Like we told the truth." Like how did we not come out of this like winners? Like it doesn't make sense. We did the right thing, and I think it's just kind of. Um, you know, you would expect like from a Disney-fied Star Wars to be like, we tell the truth, the good thing happens, and we win the battle. But it's almost refreshing to see kind of this learning process going on with Omega, how she's like constantly, constantly, not just this episode, but throughout the whole show, like striving to do the right thing. And normally, like the outcome is not really what she's looking for. Sometimes it is, but a lot of the times like this, it's not. And so I think this it's kind of just like factoring into her growth as a character, which is, I think, probably something we won't really see the effects of this season. If there is a... Is there a season three of The Bad Batch? Or did they confirm I, this to be the last season? I don't know if I've heard either, either way. So maybe, maybe. Yeah. Anyways, I, I just... You, I feel like Omega's innocence is kind of like an anchor for this show for me. Because yeah, sure. it's like, you know, all these people who are like the Kaminoan senator who's like, I'm I'm done with this. Like everyone, all the Kaminoans are gone. And Omega's like, you know, I'm a clone too. Like I'm fighting. Like you have to help us. This is the right thing. And then the Kaminoan is like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I will help you. Yeah. Sweet little girl. Um, so I, I, I always love that. I appreciate that about Omega. <laughs> yeah, Omega it will continue to be the one leading the charge. And because, you know, she is technically older than all the rest of the Bad Batch, right? So, right, which um, is super weird to think about. Yeah. <laughs> but she, um, she has, she always wants to do the right thing. That's all she's ever known. Um, I will say when the, the episode opened and she was meditating, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what you doing? <laughs> what you doing there with the meditating, you know? I was waiting. I was just waiting, and, and you know, she even said like, "Oh, Gunji taught me this," and I was like, "Okay, I'm, I'm gonna remember that," you know, <laughs> so, you know. So I, 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 you know, we're not, we're not, we're not gonna say that she's not force sensitive quite yet. So uh, not quite yet, maybe, not quite yet. But um, but no. So uh, yeah, she will continue to be that that character in this series, which which I'm completely fine with, and seeing her growth, seeing her continue to want to do the right thing where you know and and i think it, it comes with age too you know if you look at you know kind of society as a whole you know the younger generation sometimes is more um ready to make change in comparison to the older you know to where people are just like oh i don't want it. i've never you know <laughs> i'm not going to change now and you know that whole thing i yeah. mean it's very similar and with uh, with Omega and also the, you know with the senator that you were talking about from uh, Camino, yeah, it's that's exactly what that's, that, that that was the uh, the tone that was set there too. Yeah, and basically the this conversation is kind of uh, an effort to get her to join their cause. Which in addition, they also need the um, uh, the logs from Radmel Ampart's ship, the Ven Venator. Is that how Venator? It? Yeah, the Venator. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's kind of. During this time where Senator Chuchi is visiting with Senator Bertoni with Omega, the rest of the Bad Batch is trying to... Holly Berry. Holly Berry, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the rest of the Bad Batch is trying to recover 
uh, these command logs from the ship, uh, which eventually they do. It's it's so funny to me. I I almost I almost preferred the other parts of the episode. I mean, I, I enjoyed that part of the episode where they were mm-hmm. recovering the command log, but I think I'm so just used to this like uh, mission recovery mm-hmm. thing from the Bad Batch that I almost like during that part of the episode. I was like. Okay. You're like, like desensitized to it. Yeah, we're almost like on a mission, just going, we're grabbing the treasure, was, and we're. I was kind of the opposite way. I was like, oh, really? finally, I was like, finally, something worth something. That's you a know? good point. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> finally, you're not you're not getting chicken nuggets over at the local <laughs> McDonald's, or whatever. I mean, you're actually using these guys to their full potential. Yeah. Um. You know, so that that's where I got. I was I was happy to see that, and I, I think even Record was like. Finally, something. Right. Some, we got something to do while we waiting for Sid, and I'm like, oh, Sid, you know. <laughs> but, yeah. But I was, uh, no. So I was kind of the opposite way. I was, I was happy to see them actually do a mission that was worth their, uh, worth worth them actually. Right. Yeah. That's that's a really fair point actually, because this is the first real, maybe with the exception of Count Dooku's war chest, which even that was kind of like. Uh, hmm. Uh, yeah. This was like the first real thing that they recovered that was like, wow, that is like really important as to the direction of the plot and the story. Um, so I, I definitely hear you on that. I, I, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't that I didn't enjoy it. I think, like you said, I was just kind of, I'm just kind of desensitized yeah. whenever the Bad Batch is going after something. I'm like, can, okay, and I guess. Listen, <laughs> listen, can they just turn off the stun already by now? I mean, can we? They're the just... good guys. They're the good guys. I, but I mean, they'll they'll do it, and then they had to like shoot some ships on the outside, and there was no stun on those. So you you know, we're not aiming we'll just... at people anymore. Turn our blasters on, <laughs> right? Uh, but yeah, the kind of the the pinnacle of the episode is Chuchi, uh, along with uh Halle Berry, Senator Halle Bertoni, is uh uh in the Senate, and it's actually the vote is about to go to the floor, and these two other senators from. You know the two who in the the episode seven and eight have kind of been against the more um, what what would probably eventually become the uh, the rebel senators uh, like Senator Chuchi and Senator Organa. Mm-hmm. Um, the the vote the vote is about to go to the floor, and of course uh, Omega arrives with the evidence, the command log, and brings just in time, just in time, in the nick of time, and gives it to a. Uh, is Senator Organa, and he brings it to the floor. And then, of course, Admiral Rampart is exposed, and this is the moment in the episode where it's like, oh, we've been waiting for this part, when we see Palpatine uh, raise up from his chambers. Uh, and in that, I think this, I didn't look in the credits. It sounded like Ian McDermott. I think, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. I'm pretty, but I'm not, yeah, I, I didn't look either. I mean, it was so iconically his voice. I was like, that has to be him. Like, there's, it sounds so identical. Um, but actually, he had a lot more speaking lines than I expected him to. Um, but yeah, and eventually he just kind of flips the whole thing on its head and, and it's kind of pins this whole thing on Admiral Rampart. Yeah, I, I, I wrote this word down spin cycle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like actually the clones' fault for blindly following the orders to destroy Camino. So that's why we need to get rid of the clones, and that's why we need stormtroopers. And it's like, wow, that was kind of a three sixty, but he got everyone on board with it because of kind of this uh, throwing under the bus of Admiral Rampart. Yeah, that was um, that was 
that was art. <laughs> the way that they wrote that whole piece there. Um, you knew that at some point, I, I mean, knowing Star Wars, you know, at some point they do get to the, you know, they cut, they cut over to the stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously we know that now the cloning facility is gone. So, um, yeah, so this is the point in time where it is decided, uh, from legislation that it's going to be Imperial stormtroopers from here on out, mm-hmm. um, recruiting from this, uh, what's called the defense recruitment bill. And, the, um, that's what is going to that is what that's what what's going to be funded that is what is going to um be the military from from here on out with the empire and you know here's the point where in time so i i know for me i always wanted to know how we get there how that you know how we got from clones to stormtroopers because up until now and I, you know i could be wrong here up until now i had you know no idea if there was anything in writing or in movies comics or whatever that said like this is this is the the process of how all this happened mm-hmm. to kind of see it here in real time uh especially with the spin cycle that uh the emperor had put on every uh, on the entire situation and i think it was i forget if it was echo or one of the bad bats said oh i think it was um rex that said you know he was several steps ahead of us <laughs> you know once you know and you know before he was always a step ahead of us this what this time he was way ahead of us yeah so um to 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 know that and and that's what the emperor has done the entire time even before this uh always kind of playing the you know playing everyone as puppets and trying to figure out exactly how they he, they'll plot against each other so just to see it happen here i was just like i mean i was i i i slow clapped when i saw that i'm like oh, this is that was that was brilliant the way they they wrote all that through yeah yeah definitely he was one step ahead the whole time and Honestly, after his speech, I was like, like I was like, yeah, I guess maybe we do need stormtroopers. <laughs> I mean, it was super convincing, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um. So, uh, understandably, Senator Chuchi and Organa were kind of just like, oh, uh, uh, okay, I, yeah. like you can't really yeah. say anything, you know. Um. And then the one big other piece of uh, kind of plot that happened at the very tail end of the episode, obviously, is is that Echo is is no or not Echo, uh, or yeah, Echo uh, is no longer gonna be. Uh, with the Bad Batch, he's he's going along with Rex, which I guess makes sense because, I mean, if you think about it, Echo is, I mean, he is a member of the Bad Batch, but he's not like a, a defected clone, kind of like they are. Um, so, I, I I was sad to see that happen. Although there was a sweet scene between he and Omega that, um, I would be entirely shocked if we don't see. Echo and Rex come into play and in maybe like, I don't know, halfway through the second half of the season here in about three or four episodes. Yeah, I'm waiting for the Echo and Rex uh, spinoff show to happen here now. <laughs> this, the, uh... the spinoff of the spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, but the, the, the way that they wrote that last part with Omega and with Echo... Um, I don't know. That really got me. I was just like, oh, this is... <laughs> this is that, and I think this is why... Just barely, this episode was. Uh, I like this episode a little bit better than episode seven mm-hmm. because of that 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 ending with the emperor. And then you go into you find out that Echo's leaving, um, so it's pulling at the heartstrings there. And obviously, although her being older, you know, she is still like you know a young child, you know, for for um for all of this um to 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 essentially lose 
a brother here for mm. now. You know, maybe not lose, maybe lose is not the right word, but um, he won't be around anymore where, you know, she felt comfort, you know. So, I mean, that was a shock to me. I mean, even when they were all saying their goodbyes to him, like, what are they... Did I, I I almost rewound it. I'm like, did I miss something that that they already said this and I just totally missed it? So you know, obviously then after at the end she's like, yeah, I'm just gonna go with Rex. And I'm like, oh man, <laughs> like even I was like, oh that, oh no, you're part of the crew though. What are you gonna, where are you gonna go? So yeah. Um, and then obviously Omega's um response to that, you know, she was sad and you know she even gave the little pouting face. I'm like, oh no, Omega, not Omega, you know. Yeah. <laughs> She's the innocent one, like you said, and you know you just want her to be, you know, safe and happy. And you took one of her brothers away here, so I got a little bit. I got a little bit emotional there. I got it. Yeah, especially accompanied with a. I think it was like a, a remix, or not a remix, but like a rescoring of the Bad Batch soundtrack. Mm-hmm. But it was like yes. slowed down to make it all sad. I was like, oh. Yeah, they did good. That was good. Yeah, which leaves us begging the last question: um, At what point do we get Crosshair kind of to? either come into contact with the remaining members of the Bad Batch or to potentially rejoin the Bad many, Batch. Have we seen him once this season? Yeah, I mean, it, what what episode was it? Episode was that three, three, I think, was the last time we saw Crosshair. Yeah. Uh, which We're means, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's what, by the time episode nine premieres, I would I would be shocked if we don't see him in next week's episode because it's, mm-hmm. it's the premiere of the second half of the season. You would expect them to kind of pick up on something that they haven't touched on recently as like a, okay let's bring this character back in because we've kind of been ignoring him uh for right. six weeks so let's try to get him back in the loop and into the storyline um we'll see i think it is a pretty i don't want to use the word failure but i think it's a big mistake if they don't bring crosshair back in episode nine right um, i think it made sense i guess to not have him in this one but they definitely need to bring him back next week. I what's think. What, what's with Star Wars just in, introducing a very interesting character only to shelve him for <laughs> for like an entire season? Yeah. What was uh, uh Karn? Hello, uh, how's it going? You know. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I just I just feel like you you had such episode three was so good when it happened. Uh-huh. So just to just to know like that that I mean episode three, episode seven, and eight now. Yeah, the you know these are the ones that you know I'm like, well, these are really good episodes. They were very well written, and um, you know, so again, you see that potential. Like, okay, and I will, I will be honest. When I saw that episode eight was called, um, what was it called? It was called um, the Truth and Consequences. Yes, and I looked at the description of it, and it said the Bad Batch is going on a mission. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna do it. You're gonna do this to me again. But it, no, they 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 came through on this one. So, um, yeah, just the the quality of writing in in seven and eight, and again also in three. I think they they have a they have a great writing crew, and we really could have such a really great show. Like, imagine if all the episodes were like this. You know, yeah, it would it would be an amazing show that you know that. Maybe not everyone's watching, but the people that are watching be like, you should be watching this show, you know? So kind of like what Andor ended up being. A lot of people mm-hmm. really enjoyed Andor for the, for that same reason. My Actually, my sister-in-law is finally watching Andor. And uh, she watched and she's like, uh, and, and she went through the, but she has the ability to watch, to binge it, right? So where you and I had to go week by week, like, uh, or, oh, and you know, where, you know, she only had to watch 40 minutes at a time. Like, right. okay, this is the next one. 
um and but by the end she's like this is the greatest show i'm like i know <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah so i think that's uh it's uh interesting how people um you know convey uh, watch these shows and you know what what they end up being and like how important they end up being so the the, the all that to say if, the, if they continue to write episodes like seven and eight and three um this would this could have been a, just a really incredible season i was looking at the directors for all eight of these episodes there's only three directors they used for the entire first half of the season mm-hmm. uh episodes one four and six and eight were all directed by Stuart Lee. Episodes two, uh, five, and seven were directed by Nathaniel Villanueva. And then there was a lone episode directed by Saul Ruiz, which was episode three. So I don't yeah. think it's a coincidence that arguably, I, I really liked episode seven as well, but three was my other favorite, that arguably the best episode of the season, half season, episode three, was the only one directed by that single person. I'm just saying, give Saul some more work in the second half. Yo, of, Saul, uh, let me write this. Does he have a Twitter? I mean, let's, let's, let's be like, hey. Everyone tweet at see- Saul Ruiz. We need more from you. <laughs> yeah, if, if you're not writing, just, just talk to me over tweet. I just want to hear what you yeah. have to say. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that is interesting, and hopefully we see more Saul in the second half of the uh, season then as well. Definitely, definitely. All right, the time has come. Give me. Do you want to do the episodes separately or together grading? Um, I'm trying to think of what we did with one and two. I think we or did, did we separate grades. Did we do separate? Or maybe we didn't. I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't quite remember either. We could do separates just to. Okay. Yeah. Just to keep it keep them separated. I think yeah. we're gonna um, give the same grades but flipped. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. I mean, okay, so. Geez, these were really good episodes, though. Yeah. So they're not going to be very far apart, and honestly, they they may still just have the same grade. You know, I mean, it, yeah, yeah, because they they kind of both meet the requirements. Um, I mean, I just both give them give them A's, just straight A's for both of them. There's no, there's, I enjoyed both of them. It was very much Star Wars and the and the way that we're used to. Um, we got some great characters out of it, and um, I keep wanting to call her, her Tucci, but it's that's not right, right? <laughs> like Stanley, like like Stanley Tucci. I keep thinking that, but that's not right. Tucci with a C H. <laughs> okay, so we got Stanley Tucci and Holly Berry. So that, those are the two <laughs> people who are now in Star Wars. <clears throat> but yeah, Senator yeah. Tucci and um, and everything that happened in Episode Eight with the Emperor. Um, the 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 spin cycle that I like to call, mm-hmm. and just everything. I you know it was so well written. I really enjoyed these two episodes, and um, if I'm gonna watch any episodes again in the season, it's gonna be three, seven, and eight right now. So it's yeah. just th- those are the ones that have stuck out to me here. Um, so I'll hook it up with another couple of episodes if you could. But <laughs> I think the um, I think these were great episodes. I, I would agree. Those are definitely my three favorites as well. Almost like a completely different show from well, one and two had some kind of crucial stuff with sort of Rampart's character, but three, seven, and eight almost feel like a separate show from especially episodes four through six or whatever those were. Um, I'm gonna go with an A as well for episode seven. And I loved episode eight too, don't get me wrong. But I think I loved uh, Senator Chuchi so much. I enjoyed the focus being being on her and her efforts to help the clones. Um, 
probably more than I would expect to if you just kind of introduced the episode to me as a concept before watching it. Um, and so I'll give episode eight an A minus only because I felt like the episode kind of was less focused on her and more just kind of everything as a whole, which wasn't bad. I, I still love, I love the episode, but I, I, something about that character I really enjoyed. So because the focus felt more on her and her efforts in episode seven, I'll go with A for that one, A minus for episode eight. Okay, I'll accept it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's the first half of the season. So I, I hope the um, last two episodes especially are telling of how the second half of the season will go as well. Uh, there's no break for those watching along with the Bad Batch uh, week by week. There's no break between episodes uh, eight and nine. We kick back off with the second half of the season uh, next week on February 15th with episode nine titled The Crossing. And I don't know if this was a recent thing or not, but I can now see the title of the name of every episode and maybe oh. maybe that has been a thing the whole season and i didn't notice yeah. but um we do Any have directors uh no directors list at least on the uh, wiki no directors listed for the episode so tbd to see if our friend saul ruiz is going to get another directorial episode or not but come on, come on, uh we, we sure hope so, so for saul's sake for our sake uh <laughs> help us saul you're our only hope um <laughs> Lots of fun Star Wars stuff uh, coming our way in the coming weeks. Again, today was our national national Star Wars podcast day episode. So again, uh, be sure to check out some uh, other great Star Wars podcasts as well uh, on this Star Wars podcast day. Additionally, The Mandalorian Season 3 officially comes out at the time of this recording in... Th I think it's officially three weeks from today mm -hmm. um whew, it's close it's close man i can't believe it yeah it's it's uh, gonna be here before we know it we'll be covering that here as well probably a, a couple more live reaction episodes for mando and definitely for the first season first episode of mando so uh be on the lookout for for that more news in regards to star wars vision season two that's going to come out on star wars day for those that don't know that's may the 4th uh, of course may the 4th be with you uh, I said something, <laughs> I started to say something before we started recording, and we're already going a little bit long here, so I'll try to keep it brief, but I said to Joey, I'm almost more, I I'm a Visions person, mm -hmm. I love Star Wars Visions, I said mm -hmm. I'm almost more excited, I said almost, uh -huh. more excited. And I got to get right there, and I, I stopped him, I'm like, <laughs> what are you going to say here? I'm okay. almost more excited for season two of Visions than I am for Mando season three, All almost, almost. <laughs> I love for those that uh, are watching the that aren't watching the video version of the podcast. Get Joe, out of here, Joey just walked away. <laughs> uh, I I love season one here. of Visions, so I'm really looking okay, forward to that. I'm probably gonna binge all of those episodes. Um, each episode created by a different studio from a different country. Uh, just to very briefly list off the studios: uh, El Guri, Cartoon Saloon, Punk Robot, Ardman, Studio Mir, Studio Luck. La Cachette, 88 Pictures, Triggerfish, and uh, Lucasfilm is actually doing one. Although I think it's Lucasfilm's headquarters in France, maybe? Uh, judging by the, the name of the studio. So anyways, lots of great studios uh, making you know completely unrelated. Or I don't know, maybe some of them will be related, but likely unrelated episodes. So again, that comes out on May the 4th. Looking forward to that. 
but not not more than Mando season three. <laughs> uh, That's right. <laughs> the the Jedi Survivor <laughs> video game was of course uh, pushed back those six weeks um, from the middle of March all the way to April twenty eighth. So we will uh, very very likely be covering that here on the channel as well. Potentially even some playthroughs. We're definitely excited for that, Joey. How's your playthrough of the first one going? Um, it has not had any progress, so yeah, uh, <laughs> I need some time. <laughs> we will uh, we will have a time to complete our playthroughs of uh, of Jedi Fallen Order before Jedi Survivor drops, and then of course Ahsoka still has no official confirmed date, but will likely be coming out towards the end of 2023. Um, as I said, lots to be excited about. It's an exciting time to be a Star Wars fan. Uh, you got any last thoughts on anything with the episodes or anything Star Wars related in general? Um, this will be the last episode of the Hoth Hangout with Ben and Joey. <laughs> we're, we're officially retiring due to uh, conflicting views on Star no. Wars content. <laughs> no, we are. We will be back more and better. I hope <laughs> after this, after this uh, discourse between the two of us, no, no, the uh, no, I'm I'm very excited to continue on this journey with you, and we are uh, we're gonna have some fun here with the, especially with Mandalorian visions, video games. It's the best time to be a Star Wars fan. It really is. It really is. We're looking forward to covering it all and breaking it down. Remember, you can listen to us on Apple, Spotify, or subscribe over on YouTube for the video version of the podcast. And you can always tweet at us at Hoth Hangout on Twitter or send us an email, hothhangout at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate each and every single one of you. Happy Star Wars Podcast Day, and we'll see you in the next one. May the Force be with you. <laughs>